Welcome back, folks, to The Daily Dish. Talking about money stuff till my dishes are done. And I'm just glad to be back here. It's uh, been a while. And today, because it's been a while, I thought it'd be great to talk about procrastination, right? So right now, as we kick off the podcast here at Greg Chats Cash, I really appreciate those of you joining me. And if it's your first time checking out the podcast, I like to talk about money stuff here till my dishes are done. I call it the Daily Dish, but as many of you know, it's rarely daily anymore. But I'm hoping to get back into the swing of things a little bit, and I've got a whole new setup going, although the audio is going to be kicking up a notch in the next couple days too. Uh, but b- before we get into that, because that's just me talking about things procrastinating, um, as we get going here, I want to talk about procrastination because I have always been a really strong procrastinator. I've been really good at putting things off. One of my favorite sayings that I don't know where this snarky saying came from, but I love it. If you put things off till the last minute, it only takes a minute to do. And oh my goodness, there are many times that I have followed that procedure where putting it off to the last minute and then trying to slam something out and put something together and follow up and meet a deadline with my procrastination, oftentimes academically uh, comes to mind. Uh, But I'll tell you what, when you put it off to the last minute and it only takes a minute to do, there was actually some interesting conversations. I saw a very interesting TED Talk. I nerded out on one of those. It was about procrastination. That's what caught my eye. And one of the ideas was how much uh, creativity goes on when procrastinating. So, for example, if I knew what the assignment was and it looked over the assignment and let it kind of sit in the back of my mind and done a whole bunch of other stuff while I procrastinated, that might actually be a healthy way to be really productive when you go sit down and work on that thing, as long as you get your, give yourself enough time. Like I said before, when you put it off to the last minute and it only takes a minute to do, with that stuff in life, sometimes you end up you know, not really seeing things through. But when it comes to money stuff, here's why I wanted to talk about procrastination in our lives now. Because this is something that I'm experiencing lately, and it's something that, you know, it goes hand in hand with my content creation, but more along the lines of when it comes to our money stuff, and when it comes to procrastination, how are we affected by our money stuff when procrastination, things that we're putting off, don't have a deadline, right? So for example, we have uh, many of us dealing with student loans, which uh, we may be doing the deferment where you don't pay it right now or the mandatory minimums where you pay the very least amount possible. Um, You may have even had it restructured so that you could pay less than the mandatory minimums when you first left school. You may have even consolidated loans in this way. My point being is that One of these things that happens with student loans is many times we think about the idea of boy, oh boy, oh boy. Why am I saying boy, oh boy? Who says boy, oh boy? Anyway, uh, it's been a while. Um, You're thinking to yourself, I want to get rid of these student loans, right? So you're like, they might bother you. They hang over your head. You think about them every once and again, and they just get you down. But you think to yourself, I really want to pay them off quicker. But we don't take action. Because this is a great example of procrastination that doesn't have a deadline. And when it comes to things like loans, credit cards, um, moving from bank to bank or credit union to bank to credit union, when it comes to these things, the financial systems know that as procrastinators, when we don't have a deadline, we could put it off forever, forever, forever. And so what we're saying here is 
they are very aware of these situations, and so it really is in their financial benefit for us to just be paying the mandatory minimums. This is why there's so many, for example, credit card systems that are set up that are so excited to set you up to pay the mandatory minimum. Good to see you there, folks. Thanks for joining me on the... Oh, by the way, if you're catching the podcast, if you don't know, over on Instagram Live, I'm always Instagram Live in the Daily Dish as well. And so while we're talking about procrastination today, don't put this off. You could always, you know, pause this and, you know, go hit Instagram Live, type in Greg Chats Cash and join me over there. And those of you joining me on the live stream, it's about procrastination, so ask me anything. I dare you. Uh, but uh, getting back to it, because, you know, I'm getting off topic, and that's one of the best ways to procrastinate. Here's the thing. When we start thinking about, oh, like I mentioned before, those high interest debts or the student loans or the things that we put off dealing with when we're procrastinating and there's no deadline, when we procrastinate and there's no deadline, the system is set up for us to pay more and more and more over time, but not feel that flex because we're paying the same amount every month, right? So like if you have a credit card and it has an outstanding balance and you have to pay anywhere from $100 down to $25 a month on it, uh, or maybe more, it depends, uh, for your mandatory minimum payments every month, and you're carrying a balance, this is one of those systems that are set up to design for us to procrastinate with no deadline. And so with this in mind, this is where we have to set our own deadlines. What can we do to set our own deadlines. This is something I've been toying with a little bit. I don't carry credit card balances, but I've been toying with other ways to set reminders uh, in my smartphones, uh, on my computers and stuff like that. Just something that's gonna go off on a specific date and be like, Greg, do this thing. Drop $50 on this debt, or invest $50 today, or try to move uh, up the amount you invest automatically. Because like, for example, I got some of my automatic investments going, and so one of the things uh, one of the things people talk about is every year to uh, you know a couple times a year try to knock up how much you try to save and invest. Well, you could procrastinate that, putting that off. So when these reminders are popping up, you may be less likely to procrastinate, or you could do what I do sometimes and actually swipe those reminders away. But they do keep popping up so that they're in your face a little bit. This is a great way to start thinking about how can we remove the no deadline procrastination so that we can get a little bit uh, more in front of these by giving ourselves our own deadlines. Because here's the thing, we have to do things like pay taxes, we have to do things like pay bills. Why are we not aggressively paying ourselves first and third and things like that? You've heard it, me here talk about it before. Paying yourself first is the idea of if you have a job that has a 401k or some type of retirement fund, and especially if you have a job that has one of those things and they do something called match your uh, contributions, uh, you may have a job that contribute uh, that if you contribute 3% of your salary, they may contribute 3% more. You want a 3% raise, go do that. You want to talk about procrastination. There are many people who know that their companies do this and they're like, yeah, yeah, I've been meaning to make that meeting happen. Well, I'll tell you what. Grab your phone right now, open it up, set up a reminder for the best day for you, and say, go into HR, you know, human resources, talk to them. Talk to them in person and say, how do I set this up now, today? Because it takes like 10 minutes to do. And I'll tell you what, if all of a sudden taxes went up 2 or 
We'd gripe, we'd complain, we'd moan, we'd groan, but then we'd do it because we have to. So do the same thing for you. Pay yourself first by knocking that in, and then you're investing it like it's spent because you're buying and hold. Oh, and you're going to be like, there's all these different funds. What do I do? Well, check it out. One of the easiest placeholders, if you don't have time to do the research right away, one of the easiest placeholders is there's going to be an index fund in there, usually an S&P 500 index fund. Usually it's going to be one of the lowest expense ratios possible. So all you got to do is say, uh, can you give me the one that has the lowest expenses and uh, it's an index fund, I think? Um, and they'll be like, yeah, it's this one, um, most likely. That, that's pretty much, you know... Don't call it advice, call it just like ask. Where's the index fund? Where's the one that costs the least? Are they the same thing? Yeah, that one. Um, and then just have them put one, two, three percent of your salary into there. And then all of a sudden you've procrastinated a little bit less because then you are saving for your retirement. And, and here's the thing, if you're 16 or older and you make $1,000 a year, even if you're working at like a, a burger joint or uh, you're working um, uh, you know, any type of hourly job, lifeguarding or working a front desk somewhere. If you have one of these jobs and you make at least a thousand bucks a year, you can start contributing to your own Roth IRA. And this is where we pay ourselves third, right? Because the first thing you do is you pay that um, contribution before taxes, which actually saves you money on taxes, by the way. Uh, but then uh, taxes get taken out. So that's what gets paid out second. But then third, you can drop money into savings accounts, paying down debt, or like I was just saying, opening up one of my favorite accounts, the Roth IRA, the individual retirement account that is used for placing your money after it's been taxed into a way that it's gonna grow through investing. I love index funds, as you know. I like the total stock market index fund. It buys the total US stock market all at once. I think it's like over 4,000 companies in one chunk. You just buy it by the share. You set it on automated. You let it go. It's great. Good to see you, folks. Thanks for joining me. And when you're doing this, what you're doing then is you are paying yourself third because the first thing you do is paying pre-tax. You're dropping money into a certain retirement fund. It, you don't even see it happening because it, it doesn't even end up in your accounts. You don't see it disappear because it just gets contributed. Then they take taxes out. And then third, you are dropping some money into savings, paying down debt, or that investing strategy. When you go into a Roth IRA, you're like, I don't even know where to open one of these accounts. Some places like the banks and credit unions may have something. Another place to look are the big few brokerages. One of my personal favorite, of course, is Vanguard. Vanguard is one of my favorites because it's customer owned. It's the creators of the index fund. And they typically have um, really low cost and understandable services. But sometimes those get pricey right off the bat. So basically, if you want to talk index funds, that's a whole different topic. Today, we're talking procrastination. In the comments, if you get a chance, let me know, what's the last thing you've been procrastinating on? Because here's the thing. When you have procrastination with no deadline, a lot of times... A lot of times we find many other things that feel super productive that we're doing during that procrastination, right? So during that procrastination, we're like, okay, uh, yeah, I'm not doing that thing, but I'm doing this and I'm doing it really well. And it's super important that this gets done. And so then we are reprioritizing. So it becomes less procrastination and more reprioritization. And this can be okay because sometimes in the short term, we need to put off that long-term thinking. But we are creatures of habit. We are creatures of patterns. And 
if we are not breaking those patterns and we are not uh, thinking in the short term, because let's, let's talk it, the human mind likes to think in the short term. This is how we exist. This is how we continue to survive, right? But thinking in the long term is a little more abstract. And so this is why setting up these automated things, if you've been procrastinating any type of automation, figure out ways to bring it into your life. Maybe it's just having 20 or 25 bucks a month move from your checking account into a savings account. Or maybe it's you open up an online savings account because guess what? Those online savings accounts are getting a lot more interest than your regular brick and mortar bank or credit union. And I'll tell you what, I'm seeing a lot more higher interest rates that are actually doing things like matching inflation, which is pretty good. Uh, well, maybe not matching inflation, but we're getting up there. And so my point being is, as rates rise, let's get on that savings train because let's talk about it. It's the spendy season. This is a good way to think about it. Like, so for example, we don't want to procrastinate what's going on next year, and it's almost 2019. Yeah, we've got the holidays coming still, but what are some things that we've been thinking about besides end of the year maybe into 2019 so that we can set ourselves up for projecting a plan to cut down on procrastination. Thanks for joining me, folks. I really appreciate it. It's good to be back. And those of you who've been reaching out to me while I've been away, I appreciate you so much. And those of you just catching this for the first time, I appreciate you too. Greg Chats Cash is all about sharing money stuff ideas ways that we can build wealth health, build a cash stronghold, which is money saved for emergencies and opportunities, and figure out ways to support each other to get money woke. Making sure that we are being aware of what's going on with our money. As so many of my dear friends say in the financial uh, world, uh, if you don't make a plan for your money, someone else will. Um, and there's always a way to make a plan because not making a plan is an action as well, right? So what can we do to avoid that procrastination? And if maybe it's just asking a friend or a family member or someone you trust or some nut job who's washing his dishes. I'm stopping the podcast for now, but catch up with me on Instagram Live because I'm going to keep this going for the, uh, the after podcast show. Thanks for joining me here. And let me know, oh, in the podcast comments, anytime, let me know what you want to see or I guess you don't see it. It's a podcast. What you want to hear on the next podcast, let me know in the comments here on Instagram or let me know here on your local podcast. Get it, oh, Instagram people, get it wherever you listen to podcasts.